0: whatever they need that's how it works let's give them a good bend walk wall this pulpit tonight god bless you brother. i wonder what somebody's shouting to god with a voice of triumph all across this house hallelujah 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 come how many is glad to be in the house of the lord this evening on a monday night did anybody come to lift up the name of jesus I said, did anybody come to lift up the mighty name of Jesus? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't know about you, but there's no place I'd rather be, amen, than to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Don't we serve a mighty, mighty good God. Hallelujah. How many's thankful for what the Lord has been doing? Amen. In Bendale, Mississippi. Amen. Hallelujah. So thankful for the way the Lord is moving. Amen. And you know that I believe that God is still moving, still working. Amen. I don't believe that God uh, retired some, sometime between last night and tonight. Amen. But I believe that he's still uh, pouring out of his spirit. Amen. I believe that somebody here tonight can receive what they have need of in their mind, in their spirit. Amen. There's no need and no reason for you to leave the same way that you came tonight. Amen. I said there's no need and no reason for you to leave the same way that you came tonight. Amen. Anybody else believe that with me tonight? (laughs) Hallelujah. Anybody believe that in the house of the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you have your Bible, book of Ruth, chapter 1, verse 14, Ruth 1, verse 14, amen. I do want to say once again, amen, um, how much we love and appreciate. Uh, Pastor Moore, amen, and Sister Moore, amen. Aren't these wonderful people? Amen. So thankful uh, for them. Amen. Uh, Great man of God that is willing to not just let things ride, but to get in and to help have a move of the Holy Ghost, amen, and to uh, push beyond um, just our, our normal feelings. And to break through the veil of the flesh. Amen. So that we can enjoy the presence and the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. Ruth chapter 1 verse number 14. says, And they lifted up their voice and wept again. Amen. This is speaking of uh, Orpah, Ruth, and their mother-in-law Naomi. It says, They lifted up their voice and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law has gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. For whether thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death, part thee and me. When she saw that she was steadfastly minded, minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. Amen. As Naomi tried to convince Ruth to go back, she came up with many, many different ways. But finally, at the end of the day, all she could do was keep her mouth closed because she realized that Ruth had a made-up mind. I said she realized that Ruth had a made-up mind. Amen. I wonder, would you lay your Bibles down? Let's lift our hands, our voices unto the King of kings and Lord of lords one more time. Lord Jesus... God, I come before you right now. God, I pray that you would empty me of myself, my own ideas, my own opinions and that you would fill me with your holy anointing. God, God, I admit my dependence upon you. God, I pray that you'd use me as a tool, as an instrument in your mighty hand. God, that you would receive all the praise, all the glory and all the honor. God, let your anointing break through every heart, every mind, every wall that has been erected by the adversary and by fear, by doubt. God, Lord, I pray that you would allow it to crumble down in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. God, Lord, I pray that there would be a connection in this house tonight God uh, between a broken heart and a mighty savior uh, between a messed up mind and a God that is able to heal uh, renew restore and deliver in this house God uh, let your anointing destroy every yoke of bondage uh, let it break every chain uh, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ uh, let there be healing uh, let there be freedom in this mighty place uh, God I thank you for what you're doing uh, God Bind up the broken hearted and set every captive soul free uh, anoint our ears to hear your word tonight. God, and if any good thing would happen in this house, let it be said that it was because of your anointing. Let's clap our hands. Come on, I want to put somebody shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Oh, you want to lift up the name of Jesus all across this house. Oh, yes, 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 yes. What a mighty God we serve. You're able, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, you may be seated. I want to preach to you what the Lord has laid on my heart tonight. Amen. My place is in God's promise. My place is in God's promise. Amen. This story um, in the book of Ruth uh, occurred, uh, occurred during the time when the judges ruled in the land. And everyone did what was right in their own eyes. This was a period of time when there was no king to govern the people. And so people just kind of did whatever felt right to them and uh, kind of went in their own direction. And the book of Judges uh, enlightens us to the fact that everyone just kind of did whatever they thought was right for themselves. Uh, and they just kind of uh, sort of just went along and done whatever felt right for them. Uh, uh, this book, Ruth, was written as a transition between the, uh, the book of Judges and now heading into uh, Samuel in 1 and first and second Samuel were a king was established to rule over God's people. This was a book of transition. This was a book about a love story that took place between Ruth and Boaz. But it ultimately goes deeper than just this couple that we know as Ruth and Boaz. But it touches on some deeper things as we begin to realize the amazing love and the amazing power, the amazing redemption and restoration that Jesus is able to To bring in a man and a woman's life. Here this book was set up to give us hope that something greater is coming. I know it's been a time where people just kind of done whatever. But God is about to bring order to the chaos. God is about to bring restoration to those things that look like they're just limping along and hobbling about. But God said, I want you to know that there's something great. There's something mighty and there's something awesome that is about to transpire is about to take place in my kingdom I'm not just satisfied with you just doing whatever you think is right in your own eyes but there is a relationship that I long for with you there's a relationship that goes deeper than just a mere outside appearance but there is a relationship that searches deep into the heart of man and into the heart of woman where God comes Out and says, Let me care for you and let me move in your life. And here we find that Elimelech is living in the land of promise. Matter of fact, he's living in the land of Bethlehem, the house of bread, the place where God has said, This is your inheritance. This is your blessing. But in the middle of a famine, Elimelech decides, I'm not going to stay here with my family, although this is the will of God for my life. But I'm going to pack up and move into the land of Moab. And here he goes because uh, to himself and in his mind, he looks across to the other side, to the neighboring country of Moab, and said, the grass looks greener over there. So I think that's where... I'm going to go and bring my family instead of waiting on God to move and for God to bring restoration He decides I'm going to look for it within myself and try to make things work out on my own I'm going to leave the promise of God and go into a country that is despised by God go and live among a group of people that are the enemies of God to the one true God I'm going to leave the promise of God and dwell amongst people that tried to trip up and caused our forefathers to be cursed in the wilderness. I'm going to go and mingle with these people and see if I can still be blessed by God. These were people that had no desire to serve God. But instead, they made themselves the enemies of God. To the point of hiring Balaam to curse the people of God. And when He could not curse them, He gave them advice on how uh, to cause the Israelites to, in other words, curse themselves uh, and to cause themselves to fall down uh, and to be uh, cursed by God due to the decisions uh, that they would make. Here, uh, eliminate the size. I'm going to take my family and go into this place. Uh, And before too long, he finds himself dead uh, and buried. He finds himself gone. uh, And before much longer, his two sons, uh, after taking wives To themselves, they also pass away, leaving behind three widow women. Naomi and Orpah and Ruth are left alone and destitute. To Naomi, this is a strange land. To Naomi, she does not really belong here. She does not really fit in here because there's something burning on the inside of her that she knows this is not God's will for my life. This has never been God's will for me to be here. All this has brought me is suffering and pain and heartache and loss. Can I tell somebody in the house of the Lord tonight there are a lot of people that walk out of the will of God and walk out of the promise of God and think to themselves one day I'll go back and make things right. But some people find themselves like a limerick never able to turn around and come back home again. Can I preach to somebody tonight And shake you out of your comfort zone. And tell you you got to make up your mind. Where do you want to die? Do you want to die in sin? Or do you want to die in the will? And in the plan of God. For your life. Can I tell you that the promises of God are not a thing to be taken lightly and a thing to be mocked but the promises of God are a real and a mighty and a powerful thing. I wonder if somehow tonight somebody could be shaken in their spirit to realize what I need more than anything is to get back in my proper place to find myself an altar and to realize hey I don't belong in Moab. I've never belonged there but My place is in God's promise My place is in the house of God My place is in the will of God For my life And after Ten years have come and gone Naomi realizes And she hears word That there is bread in God's land again she hears that God has once again blessed the, the promised land he, he, she hears that once again there's more than enough in the house and in the presence of the Lord and she decides and makes up her mind I'm going back to where I belong and initially her two daughter-in-law start out with her, Orpah and Ruth they're on their way into the promised land of God but somewhere along the way Orpah decides I'm going back and can I tell somebody tonight uh, that in her going back did not just mean uh, that she was going back to her father uh, and her mother but when she turned around uh, to go back Naomi acknowledged uh, not only is she going back to her family uh, but she's going back to the gods uh, that she used to serve she's going back to the life uh, that she used to live Naorpa made up her mind I'm deciding I'm not going anywhere further, but I'm returning back to what I know and what I used to be. Can I tell somebody tonight, you've got to make up your mind. I'm not going back to the world. I'm not going back to the things of my youth but you'll find me in the promise of God I've made up my mind I'm going all the way I will not live in sin but I'm coming out and I will dwell in the promise of God Almighty <laughs> Naomi she says Ruth Your sister's gone back. What are you going to do? Why don't you go back with your sister? She said, no. I'm going to cleave. I'm going to hang on. I'm going to hold on to you. And she holds on to her mother-in-law and says, your God shall be my God and your people shall be my people. I've tasted enough of the goodness of God to know that I'm not going anywhere, but I want to stay in the place that God is calling me to. I feel a drawing. I feel a stirring saying I don't want to let go of this touch that I felt. And I know that there's more than from where that came from. I know there's more from my life. Can I tell you it's powerful to think uh, that the only experience Ruth uh, had with God uh, came from a mother-in-law uh, that was bitter uh, and broken uh, and busted and disgusted. Uh, the only relationship uh, that she knew with God uh, came from a little woman that found herself empty uh, and messed up from the world. Uh, I wonder what would happen uh, if somebody walked through their doors tonight uh, and found a house full of Pentecostals uh, full of the Holy Ghost. Uh, I wonder how much more of a longing Uh, there would be in somebody uh, that would say, hey, uh, I'm not leaving uh, until I have everything uh, that God has for me. Uh, I will not be satisfied uh, with this world. Uh, Just give me Jesus. Uh, Just give me Him. Ruth, hangs on and her mind is made up and there's not a word that can be said to her that will change her mind in any direction but she said I made up my mind I'm going all the way nothing will separate me from the presence of God nothing will stop me from being where God wants me to be and I tell you she made up her mind even while she was still standing in Moab she made up her mind I know I'm not all the way where I I need to be but I'm not going back there's only forward left to go I know I'm not everything that God's called me to be it but I'm not going back I'm going forward my mind's made up you'll find me in the promise of God Hallelujah, Woo. Hallelujah. Psalm 63 says oh God Thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory so as I've seen thee in the sanctuary because thy love and kindness is better than life my lips shall, shall praise thee Can I tell you there should be a hunger that rises up in you a hunger that rises up in me It says I don't want anything else but I have experienced his power I have experienced his glory and nothing else will satisfy this longing in my soul take me down to the river and let me drink of the good of God take me into the house of God where I've seen his power and I've seen his glory nothing else will satisfy me nothing else will quench the thirst in my soul I'm hungry I'm thirsty I've got to have more of God would you lift your hands with me right now all across the house of the Lord come on would you do that glorify. Come on, would you lift your voice from me all across the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, there's something on the inside of me that says, hey, it doesn't matter what Orpah's doing. It doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. Take me into the presence of the Lord. Somebody lead me into a place where I can be satisfied with the goodness of the Lord. Where I can be satisfied by the hand of God. Play church won't do it. Half backslidden church won't do it when it takes a made up mind. It says hey bring me into the presence of God where I can see his glory and his power move and work in my life. And within Ruth there was a hunger and a thirst to experience God. And can I tell you that once you have tasted of the goodness of God, nothing else will satisfy. Once you have tasted of the kindness of God, nothing else will satisfy. Nothing else will quench Your thirst. Can I tell you there will be something in you that says my place is in the promise of God. My place is in the house of God. My place is where God is. And where God's moving and where God's working. I will not be satisfied with anything less than the hand of God in my life. And as they made their way into the presence, into the, into the promise of the Lord, back into Bethlehem. People looked, and they saw Naomi. And they said, look, here comes Naomi, back into her inheritance. She looked at them. They called her Naomi. But she said, don't, don't call me that anymore. Call me Mara, for I'm empty. And I'm bitter. I left full. But I've come back empty. Again, I minister to somebody here tonight in the Holy Ghost. That when you walk back through the doors, back into the promise, back into the the goodness of God. You might still see yourself as broken and messed up and bitter and all these other things. But when the the church of God looks at you, we still see you as Naomi. We still see you as that one, even though you've walked out. Come on, there's nobody here that's going to judge. There's nobody here that's going to point a finger of condemnation. Can I tell you, you're condemning yourself. You're, You're not allowing yourself to walk out of the past, but you're allowing it to hang on to you. And you say, don't call me Naomi anymore that's who I used to be but now I'm a failure now I'm empty and bitter and I tell you it's not God's will for you to be a Mara, but it's God's will for you to be brother a sister in the church of God it's God's will to wash you and to restore you and to redeem you by his mighty power it's God's will to put his hand on your life just like it was in the beginning Woo. the devil says your name's Mara but God in the house of God says your name is Naomi Would you lift your voice with me all across the house of the Lord right now? I want to tell somebody you've got to let go of yesterday. You gotta let go of what you used to be. Ruth said, I made up my mind. I know Orpa's going back. I know she's identifying with what she used to be, but I'm not identifying with my father's house anymore. I'm not identifying with the gods of Moab anymore. But as for me, I'm just like Naomi. Hero is of oh, the Lord our God. is one Lord. Hey, preach it to me again, mother-in-law. Let me hear what God says. Let me hear what God thinks uh, yet high, uh, let me hear uh, about the house of bread uh, and the provision of God uh, I will not be satisfied uh, until I'm standing uh, in the promise Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. <laughs> and Naomi and Ruth find themselves Back in the promised land. Here, basically, at this point, all they have is a roof over their head. They have no provision. They have no way of a source of income. In Ruth chapter 2 verse 1, it says, And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. Now this is setting the stage of what God is orchestrating and what God is getting ready to do. Ruth is unaware of this mighty king's kinsman. She's unaware of what, of what God is really doing and what God is really orchestrating. All she knows uh, is that within me there is a burning desire uh, to know God like I've never known Him before. Uh, within me is a burning desire to be uh, in the promise of God. And then, it says in Ruth, the Moabite said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And her hap was to light on the part of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was the kindred of Elimelech. Can I tell you that Ruth and Naomi, they had no income. They had no source uh, to be sustained by. But Ruth looks at her mother-in-law and says, I'm going out into the field to glean. Can I tell you the act of gleaning was reserved for those that were poor and needy and destitute and desperate for help the act of gleaning was reserved for those uh, that had no other way to make it but this uh, was their livelihood Uh, they were about as low as it could get uh, but Ruth looked at her mother in law and said I'm going into the field Uh, she could have said Naomi uh, I'm sorry we gave it a good run we tried uh, to live in the promise of God uh, but I think I'm going to go back to my mother uh, and my father for Moab uh, I know they've still got provision for me uh, but Ruth Said already made up her mind it doesn't matter what I have to do I'm staying in the promise of God she said I'm not going back to where I came from you'll find me in the field with my head down I might be getting just enough but I'm still blessed to be in the promise I'm still blessed to be in the land of the living I'm still blessed to be among the people of God She said, I'm going to find my provision in the house, in the field, in the house of the living, in the house of God. I'm going to find what I'm longing for here in God's place, in God's promise. Verse 3 that we just read tells us that her hap was to come into the field that was owned by Boaz, the great kinsman. Of Elimelech. That phrase, her hat, meant that she did not even know where she was. She did not even know exactly where she was going. All she knew was I'm putting one foot in front of the other until I see a field where there's somebody reaping in the field and I'm going to go join myself unto those that are gleaning and picking up that which has been dropped and that which has been left behind. All she knew was I've made up my mind. I'm going to find some provision for myself and for my family. But can I tell you tonight, there are no mistakes and there are no accidents with God. But God is is able uh, to do anything with your life. Uh, God is able to move and work in you uh, even when you don't know what's going on. Uh, Even when you can't see the full picture. Uh, God is in control. Psalms 37 verse 23 says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young and now am old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. And I tell you, Ruth may have felt like she didn't know where she was, but God was ordering every footstep that she took. God was moving on her behalf before she even had enough sense to know what God was doing. And I tell you tonight, God's got you, and God is moving, and God is working in your life. There's not anything that God cannot do. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord. Somebody ought to shout unto God with a voice of triumph. no In the name of Jesus. (laughs) Ruth said, I'm just going wherever I can find a place. But God said, I know exactly where I'm taking you. I know exactly where I need you to be. Oh, in Ruth's mind, all she could see was the little picture. But God was saying, there's something unfolding in your life that's far bigger than you. It's far bigger than just a Moabitess widow that has nowhere else to go. Oh, but there's something great coming in the long run. And I'm putting you in a place where I can use you for my glory. Can I tell a man or a woman of God tonight that God is positioning you for one of the greatest miracles? Miracles, uh, that you've ever experienced in your life. Uh, God is positioning you uh, for one of the biggest breakthroughs uh, that you've ever seen in your life. Uh, God's positioning you uh, for one of the biggest comebacks uh, that's ever been known. Uh, God's positioning you. Uh, you might feel like an outcast. Uh, you might feel like an underdog. Uh, you might feel like what's the use, uh, but God is saying, uh, just keep walking. Uh, just keep walking. Uh, I'm bringing you to a place uh, where my glory uh, can be revealed in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus In the mighty name of Jesus Can I tell you There's some things sometimes That we call luck And that we call coincidence sometimes But there is no pure cases of luck Or coincidences with God But God is very deliberate in what He does. God is very masterful in the way that he orchestrates and the way that he lays things out all you gotta do is keep walking and keep stepping into the goodness of God, into the things that God is doing, you might not even realize in your mind you might just feel like that arrow that was shot at venture, you might just feel like that arrow that was launched and the one that launched it did not even know that it was destined for greatness, that it was destined to bring about the will of God, that it smite Ahab in between the shoulders and I tell you tonight you might feel like there's no direction and there's no sense but God is moving in your life every step you take is divinely orchestrated by God you may even fall sometimes But can I tell you, God will uphold you. You may even feel like you're in a downward spiral. But God knows how to slip his hand in up under you and uphold you and undergird you when it feels like everything's falling apart around you. Oh, but there's got to be something in you that rises up and looks at your Naomi and says, Hey, I'm not just going to sit here with this roof over my head. Well, we got to have some provision. Hey, you might not see me all just running the aisles all the time. But if you look for me hard enough, you'll at least see me in the field bent over picking up something. In the goodness of God, uh, you might find me in a prayer room somewhere, uh, praying. God, make a way uh, when there seems to be no way. Uh, but I'm still going to be in the field, uh, knowing that God is able. David <laughs> 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 said, "I've never saw the righteous forsaken, or his seed begging." For bread. I've never seen it. I've seen a lot of things, but I've seen enough to know that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Psalm 92 and 13 says, those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Can I ask somebody tonight, is your mind made up? Is there something on the inside of you that says, plant me in the house of the Lord. He is my reward. If you want to be blessed, can I tell you what to do? Fall in love with God. If you want to be blessed, fall in love with the people of God. If you want to be blessed, fall in in love with the house of God if you want to be blessed fall in love with the word of God if you want to be blessed say plant me in the house of God that I can flourish it's not God's will for you to be half dead it's not God's will for you to only be half alive but it's God's will for you to flourish in the house of God wife would make her way to the music Psalms 27 and 4 says one thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple one thing one thing that I desire when I really stop and think about it, everything else just kind of loses its sense of importance when I think about the glory and the goodness of God. There's something that rises up in me. says, I know there's a lot of places I could be. I know there's a lot of things that I could be doing. But my place is in His promise. My place is in the house of the Lord. All that I could worship and praise and give honor to the King of kings in the courts of his temple. Would you lift your hands with me all across the house of the Lord right now? All other ambitions, I lay them on the altar. All other desires, I lay them on the altar. And I say, God, plant me in your promise. Plant me in your divine will for my life. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Oh, I could venture out into Moab, but what if I die in Moab? I could venture out because the grass looks greener over here somewhere, but there's no promise that I'll ever make it back into the promise. Oh, but as long as I'm in the promise, God let me, let me grow roots down so deep and say as for me and my house we will serve the Lord oh God let me grow uh, a determination, uh, a backbone. Uh, It says, hey, uh, I know there's things that are enticing, uh, but there's nothing as enticing uh, as the glory of God, uh, as the power of the Holy Ghost, uh, as it flows and moves in a heart uh, and a mind and a life. Uh, There's nothing that can replace what's been happening uh, around here. Uh, There's nothing that can replace uh, what's been going on in these altars. Uh, There's nothing greater than the glory of God Oh, I I don't have a I don't have a clear sense of direction man of God I don't even know what I'm doing just keep walking God's moving I don't see it Pastor Moore I don't Sister Moore, I don't see it. Only thing I can tell you just keep walking. Just keep walking. (laughs) Hey God. Plant me in the house of God. Plant me in the altar. Plant me. I've let Ruth right where she needed to be. Ruth 2 and 16 says, this is Boaz speaking, he says, and let fall also some of the handfuls of purpose for her and leave them that she may glean them and rebuke her not. She didn't know what I'm right where I need to be. And Boaz moved with compassion for her said I want you to take I I love the way it's worded drop handfuls of purpose drop handfuls of purpose for her (laughs) leave more than just an accidental dropping for her but I want you to drop it on purpose I don't want to leave nothing to chance for her. She's special. She's genuine. She's real. I don't want to leave anything to chance for her, but make sure you drop it on purpose. Boaz was her kinsman redeemer was the one that could step in and redeem her and bring her out of widowhood into a place where the glory could be seen in her life can I tell you there's a greater redeemer in the house of the Lord tonight Boaz was a type and a shadow of a redeemer that would come way more mighty than Boaz could ever be but his name is Jesus. What a redeemer. What a deliverer is he. <laughs> oh, and can I cannot tell you in this house tonight, uh, he's appointed angels uh, to drop handfuls on purpose. Uh, in this house tonight, uh, he says, Is there anybody that needs victory? Uh, Here's a handful of victory. Uh, is there anybody that needs peace? Uh, Here's a handful of my peace. Is there anybody that needs direction? Here's a handful of direction. Anybody need healing? Here's a handful. If you're here tonight, you're living a life of sin, you ought to make your way into the promise of God. If you're here tonight, you're bound up by sin. You ought to say, I don't belong in this world, but I belong in the presence of God. I belong in the promise of God. God said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And he was lifted up on Mount Calvary somewhere between heaven and earth, somewhere between the earthly and the heavenlies. Our Savior was nailed to a cross and hoisted up into the air just like that brazen serpent in the wilderness. And all those that looked on him could find hope and peace and restoration and deliverance. If I've been, we love to talk about that in a sense of praise and worship, and that's all right. But Jesus was talking about the death that He was going to die, and He said, "If I've lifted up, my pain, my suffering, is going to draw a lost and dying world to me. Those that looked on my stripes, those that looked on that blood that flowed down, oh, down." down. They can find what they're looking for Matthew 1 and 21 says and she shall bring forth the son thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins come on somebody ought to step out of moab tonight somebody ought to step out of the world tonight come on I came to I come to preach that to sinners tonight Family, I come to preach to those that are cold uh, in the spirit. I come to preach to those uh, you've been playing games in the house of God and it's time for you to make up your mind whose side you're going to be on. Uh, it's time to make up your mind that you're coming out of the world uh, and into the house of God. I don't normally preach this bold, uh, but I feel it in the Holy Ghost tonight. Uh, you got to make up your mind. The time for games is over. Uh, the times of going through the motion is over. Uh, and there's got to be something on the inside that uh, says, I want God more than anything. And Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin and you shall receive the gift uh, of the Holy Ghost uh, for the promise uh, is unto you and your children uh, and all the earth for off even uh, as many as the Lord our God shall call can you feel him can you feel him calling you tonight come on these altars are already full of people praying seeking God would you come Would you come? I'm not just talking to hear myself talking anymore. I'm not just talking trying to fill up a certain time slot or a certain time limit but I'm reaching for you I'm pulling for you by the mercy and by the grace and by the power of God saying that your place is in the promise of God your place is in the house of God don't let Satan convince you otherwise but your place you belong in the house of God you belong in the presence of the Lord you belong in the house of bread the world has left you empty the world has left you broken but run into his open arms and let him love you